0: This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fetke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending September 2nd of 2023, what the Fed's favorite inflation gauge is telling us about July, the home buying slowdown among investors, and plans for a brand new bustling city in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm Kathy Fetke and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We begin with the Fed's preferred inflation gauge showing a slight uptick in July. The Personal Consumption Expenditure Price Index rose 3.3% compared to the previous year. That's up from 3% in June. The core rate, which excludes food and fuel, was also up from 4.1% in June to 4.2% in July. The report is fuel for the Fed's next meeting, when officials will decide on whether to hike short-term rates once again. The federal funds rate is currently at five and a quarter percent to five and a half percent, which is making it more expensive to borrow money. But despite high interest rates, the job market is still strong and consumers are still spending money. That's a concern for the Fed because wage growth and consumer spending drives inflation. But if the Fed raises rates too far, it could trigger a recession. As for the Fed's next meeting, the New York Times describes it as a live one meaning that, with differing opinions among Fed officials, a rate hike decision could go in either direction. Atlanta Federal Reserve Bank President Rafael Bostic feels that monetary policy is tight enough and that further rate hikes are not needed. He said during a speech, quote, we should be cautious and patient and let the restrictive policy continue to influence the economy, lest we risk tightening too much and inflating unnecessary economic pain, unquote. Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester is a little more hawkish. She says there's been some progress, but the inflation remains too high. She also told reporters at the Fed's Jackson Hole conference last week that another rate hike is likely necessary. She also believes it will be necessary to maintain those rates at a high level throughout next year. Neither of those two Fed presidents are voting members of the committee for this year. Meantime, the weekly jobless report shows that initial claims fell to their lowest level in four weeks. They were down 4,000 to a total of 228,000. Economists had predicted they'd rise by about 5,000. Economist Josh Shapiro at MFR Inc. told MarketWatch, the still low level of initial claims has been providing evidence that despite well-publicized layoffs in tech and other sectors and reports of reduced numbers of online job postings, most companies have either been hiring or holding on to employees, and seeking other ways to cut costs. Continuing claims did rise to their highest level since July. They were up 28,000 to 1.7 million, and the number of new hires was less than 200,000 for a third month in a row. The unemployment rate also jumped from 35 to 3.8%, which is the highest it's been in a year and a half so there's some sign of weakening that could strengthen the case against another rate hike. Mortgage rates held steady this past week. Freddie Mac says the average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was down 5 basis points to 7.1%. The 15-year was unchanged at 6.5%. And in other news making headlines, real estate investors aren't buying as many homes in this high-priced market. Redfin says they've cut their investments by 45% compared to last year. That's more than the 31% drop in overall U.S. home sales. Investors are also selling fewer homes than they were. Only 8% of new listings are owned by investors, compared to 13% towards the end of 2021. Redfin says the pullback in homes purchased by investors is now lower than it was before the pandemic. Investors bought about 50,000 homes nationally in the second quarter. That's the lowest quarterly amount for any second quarter in seven years except for the second quarter at the beginning of the pandemic. The Redfin report shows that 68% of the homes purchased by investors in the second quarter were single-family homes. That's down from 73% a year before, mostly due to a lack of inventory. Condos made up about 20% of investor-purchased homes, while townhomes accounted for 7%, and multifamily properties 5%. Some big-name tech investors have a wild plan for a rural part of San Francisco. As reported by the New York Times, they've been buying up mostly undeveloped farmland in Solano County in the Rio Vista area to build a brand-new city. The Times reports that a company called Flannery Associates has now spent more than $800 million buying thousands of acres of land in that area. After years of rumors about why investors are buying up so much of the land, The Times says that Flannery has started communicating with residents, elected officials, and even Travis Air Force Base. Residents have been receiving opinion polls about the project in emails and texts, including on a possible ballot initiative for the project. Flannery describes its vision as a new city with tens of thousands of new homes, a large solar energy farm, orchards with over a million new trees, and over 10,000 acres of new parks and open space. You can read more about these stories by following links in the show notes at newsforinvestors.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for a free wealth membership. You can learn more about how and where it makes sense for you to invest. You can also look at sample properties, get your questions answered by experienced investment counselors, and connect with property teams and other real estate professionals nationwide who can help you build your real estate portfolio. I'm Kathy Fedke. Thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.